Welcome back to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast. Today's special guest is the CEO of Franny's Pharmacy, and as a side note, the first guest to make two appearances on the show. And as many of you might already know, she is a powerful force behind cannabis education, women empowerment, and she has been hard at work embracing the revival of retail through her very own hemp and CBD franchises. So let's not waste any time and let's just jump right into it. Franny Tacey, hello and welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me back to the show. We always have such great things to talk about. Yeah, we do. And I mean, I don't even know where to begin because we just had the franchise located in Westport, Connecticut, celebrate its one year anniversary, right? I mean, Franny's Pharmacy has been hard at work working on some really cool and tasty Delta 8 products. Um, I mean, there's a new franchise opening up in Charlotte, which is going to be our first woman owned uh, franchise in dispensary. How? How did all of this happen over the last six months when there was a pandemic going on? But meanwhile, you're just you just keep going off to the races like what's been what's been going on over the last six months? I know. Well, the the most wonderful and greatest thing happened is during COVID, we all have the silver linings. Well, instead of being on the road for seven months out of the year, everything changed. And I dug in and really looked at what does this restructure of the company look like? And when I wasn't aligned with the other people and it's my vision, I said, great. I took over as CEO of all my businesses and went in to restructure and reorganize and really reconnect back with the soul, the heart, the purpose, the authenticity, and my sovereignty in leading this company as the leader, as the visionary. So have really always been a forward thinker and I, I just love the creative side of it. So in looking at franchises and as we dug into e-com, you know, post pre-COVID and post-COVID brick and mortar are completely different. So we had to look at what is going to take our brick and mortar back into business and how are we going to evolve that franchise model? Alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. And so, so yeah. what new things have been going on um, in franchising? I know that there are some new, some new look and feels coming with the dispensaries, right? Um, I know there's yeah. a new, a new woman owned franchise coming up on board. So tell us a little bit about that because I think a lot of people are going to be excited. Um, you know, not just, not just regionally and locally to North Carolina, but also nationally, right? Knowing that there's, a lot of momentum building behind the Franny's Pharmacy brand and a lot of expansion is happening along the East Coast. Yes, I have been saying all along, I was like, where is my female franchise owner? You know, and, and what is this person and who is it? And I've just been dreaming about it. And then Sandra Holland in Charlotte came about and she is such a perfect representative of what we really stand for. Very exceptionally smart businesswoman, been in business for years, has such a calm and so embedded in health and wellness and her lifestyle that it was such a perfect match. Um, so we're really excited as we're getting the grand openings and launch plans for her to open on South Boulevard in Charlotte. 
She is also rolling out the first, the updated franchise design models, because as we are expanding, there's traditional retail stores, and then there's going to be these new modules of smaller and more urban areas, some that might be larger that incorporate some other aspects of our brands, which is community and wellness. So that's some of the stuff on the outside that's super cool. You know, new franchises will be expanding into Virginia, more in Georgia and Florida soon. So the real, real thing about business is we all have to make money in business to stay in business. And in health and wellness, the way we make our invisible impact is helping people. So post-COVID, things look really different for brick and mortar. So what we had done as we were building our e-commerce, it had taken, it took about six months of software programmers and all the tests and beta testing. And that's the, who that's the stuff I really do not like. I'm like, what, another one? But we were able to roll out to all our existing franchises. And for those that come on, they now get 10% of the retail, of the e-commerce business that they're building online. So in their areas, we've got super comprehensive um, marketing and digital marketing strategies. And all our franchise owners are real representatives in their community. So they're get, being given tools to build more than just retail business. They now get a piece of this online business because I have been quoted and say over and over, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go with people. So when I took over these businesses, I felt it most important to focus on the people that we have, our core team, as we emerge and expand. So all these franchise owners are also amazing business people and humans, and will be backing up and representing and act as mentors for new franchisees and also be speaking. So build the people. I love that. And it just sounds like you're really building like the Franny's family as you're opening up new stores and bringing on more people and expanding the team. Um, and that's, that's something that you don't see in a lot of companies because it is oftentimes it is just about the bottom line about money. And as you said, it is important because you need to stay in business to stay in business. But yeah. alluding to, if you want to go far, you're going to need a good team and a good family to help you go there. So, Let's let's take a step from there and take a look at what you've been preaching a lot about recently, which is the revival of retail and what we need to do from a local and a small business standpoint in terms of perspective, right? How are we going to look at local and small businesses to help revive each other and local economies um, as we kind of make our way through that 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 post-pandemic economy and just try to get everything back up and running. What what pieces of advice or maybe some best practices do you have um, that you'd be willing to share with other other small businesses or or other retailers to try to get back up on their feet and come back, you know, better and stronger than than how we entered the pandemic. I mean, this is such a great topic and and thanks for addressing this. One of the things, I'm a huge um, advocate in our community and we work with a lot of nonprofits. And one thing we've even done in Asheville, North Carolina, is our business owners have collaborated on a go local campaign because it all starts inside. 
inside our bodies, inside our families, inside our homes, our communities, our schools, before it's outside in the world anywhere. And so COVID taught us how to shop online, right? Everybody's like, I never have to see anybody again. Everything happens right inside my home. But it's really not the way to grow a business or life. You know, we still need to get back out there. And everybody's like, when is it going to return to normal? Well, it's going to be a new normal. But this really ties into also our farm and regenerative agriculture and the heart of this business. It starts in our communities. And if we want things to be normal and we want to be connected, we've got to support our local businesses. This is what keeps our local economies, our people moving and growing and returning. So I am one of those people in 20 years, I have never bought any food at a restaurant that was not locally owned and operated. Something so simple. Our business represents corporate chefs, local communities, local nonprofits. Um, everything I do is shop locally, locally. Not that we don't still have to order some things online. You know, that's fine. But it's a connection. It's a connection. And Roots is, you know, our, the heart of Franny's pharmacy, F-A-R-M, the farm, everything that grows is Roots, our business, our communities, to the point that everybody else in our franchise system, when they go through franchising, they come to our corporate office for training and stay right on our farm. And they're going to see quotes and see any and everything. I'm like, we're growing just like a plant. you got to grow down and have strong, steady roots. And no matter what storm comes in, may knock it off, knock all the leaves and flowers off the petal, but it will come back. And that's what COVID shows. And when there's something that is wrong with the environment, you don't kill the plant. You fix the environment, you fertilize your environment, you fertilize the flower and you give it care. So this is what we did in our revival of retail and the new franchise models that are getting picked up and, you know, by Forbes and Yahoo Finance. And they're like, this is really revolutionary. And this is what it talks about going local and supporting our local communities as well. Yeah. And touching on that reviving not just the business but the local community aspect of it too when we were just a couple of weeks ago up in westport and we were celebrating that one year anniversary i mean i got the chills just just talking about it but how cool was it seeing what it was like a year ago when the pandemic was still kind of you know at its peak and then coming back and seeing what it was like a year later when we're kind of heading out of it all of the people coming in and out of the store and everybody asking questions and all these different businesses just connecting and interacting with each other. It was almost like it was its own little economy of people and goods and love and care. Yeah. And the best part, and this is kind of what, what triggered this thought, was whenever people came into the store, whoever was explaining what Franny's Pharmacy was, they would always point to the giant mural of the farm on the wall and say, that's where it started. And so I just think it's so cool yeah. what you just said translates not just in one location, but in every single location where people come to connect over the brand. And then also to see how, how people have been able to just grow and develop as a community as we make it out of this you know, tough time. And people are just dying to get back out there and connect and, and revive and, and fertilize their communities and just get back out there and thrive. 
So just seeing that in person was unbelievable. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, what you thought of it and kind of what your, you know, knee jerk reaction was to seeing everybody back out there. Well, I'm going to tell you the, what I love the most and what was the takeaway. I went back there and there are people that I know and met at the grand opening a year ago. And they have followed us. They have stuck with our products, stuck by the brand. Their stories about how that helped them through everything they've experienced, the gratitude. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm grateful for you. And they're like, this is so great. So it was very, very heartfelt. I mean, because of the stories, I mean, it, that's what's amazing. And then I talk about my community. I've got that there. And that has a lot to do with Griff and the franchise owner and how involved in his community. And that same thing is exactly what happens with each of our franchises in their communities. I only get there a couple of times a year, but when I do, I'm seeing the same faces and they continue to show up. And that's what the invisible impact is. And that's how growing our family works. It, it's a really feel good. It's a really feel good thing. I love that. And just the, yep. the ability for that to, to scale and to continue to go on and on as new communities and towns get introduced to what we're doing and what it's all about. It's, it's, it's a pretty incredible feeling and to see it kind of live on and just create its own little ecosystem. It's, it's pretty cool. It is. And, you know, another thing that we do with our franchises is on, you know, once a week, we have a call with them, our executive team. Most of the times I'm on the call um, or our marketing executives or operations. So we have our own brain hub there in our own community of all of us as entrepreneurs. So I was like, what do you need? What do we need? How do we, we get better? So we've been packing our snowball all during COVID, packing it, packing it. And now, you know, starting to roll that out as, you know, new store designs, new areas, new states. And it's never been the goal to be the biggest. I don't need a thousand of these, like a fast food restaurant. That's not it. It is specialty. I mean, we are the high end. We've been setting the standard since the beginning. Being the first female in North Carolina, everybody talks about that, but I was the 11th in the entire country. So that puts a different perspective on when you're in the beginning and what is happening. So just been growing the roots, time to flower. Yeah. And so as, as a leader in the hemp space, how do you feel that the the national legalization of adult use cannabis is going to impact other leaders in specifically in the hemp space because it's 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 inevitable right i mean i feel like it's going yeah. to come sooner rather than later so how do you think that's going to have an impact on hemp because everybody's always talking about cannabis 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 and you know our more dispensaries going to open up but what is that going to do to the hemp and cbd marketplace well, I think that's such a great question, such a great question, and really probably one of the most frequently asked questions. So we will see federal legalization, we know, soon enough, the end of this term, the beginning of next term, it depends on how it politically plays out. Taking all that aside, it still is not, it, it's still all run per state. There's no interstate commerce when it comes to marijuana. And I like to clearly explain to people like, 
cannabis is kind of like saying tomatoes, okay? And marijuana and hemp are like cherry tomatoes and, you know, yellow tomatoes. They're all part of cannabis. So something really important to know with, with THC cannabis, marijuana, is that there's no interstate commerce and they're taxed at at least 30% more. And every product they have in their store has to contain THC. So it really is not, it's kind of like running a pizza in a sushi restaurant or it's like beer and wine. You don't have, you know, you're not having a winery and a brewery in the same location at the same time. So Colorado has been a great example. They've got, you know, 22 of one of the major brand there. Some of the stores are CBD, some of them are, are marijuana. So quite frankly, I love where we are in hemp and CBD. We're health and wellness. Marijuana is always and will always be medicinal and recreational. So being in hemp and CBD, federally legal, health and wellness, our pets take it, our parents that are on medications take it, my parents have, um, everybody, you can bring your children in here. Um, it is the entire world is really your market, any and everything from pets to all ages, sizes and peoples. And I am like the most li socially liberal loving human ever. So I feel like Cannabis and hemp really embraces the health and wellness, and that's what we're all about. So there's always going to be a market for that. And as we talk about for Franny's Pharmacy, putting the farm, F-A-R-M, in pharmacy, what you will see more of with Franny's Pharmacy, CBD and hemp dispensaries, is... Um, more herbs and medicinals put into our products. Like on our farm, we're growing comfrey and chamomile and a bunch of other product herbs that go in our product lines. We're expanding our product lines to have CBG, CBN, uh, valerian root, melatonin, arnica. They're really expanded into plant medicine. We also see uh, psychedelics, psilocybin, all these other things that will be coming about that are not illegal, they're not regulated either, that are going to fit more into the model of where we are in hemp and wellness. Whereas marijuana has always and will always be regulated, at least for the very long-term future, at least for the next decade in business, which is long-term. We're super embedded in it. We've got dispensaries in areas that legalization is coming about and there are opportunities there for that. But in many of the states, you like Virginia, for instance, we have a dispensary that'll be opening there. They made uh, cannabis marijuana legal. It'll be January 23 before that happens. Because with no interstate commerce, they have to have the growers that grow it. Then they have to process it. Then they have to create the product to put it in the state. So January 23 is when we will see that launched. There is a market for hemp, CBD, wellness. And I believe that's where it is. But we could, we should do this 
third time might be the charm to talk about this sometime sooner than later. Especially especially once this gets flipped and all of a sudden there's going to be federal legalization. I would love to revisit this conversation and just see how it all plays out, how things move along and develop. Because just like you, I mean, there's so many people that come into hemp wellness, you know, dispensaries and retail locations and they say, well, you know, as soon as, as soon as, you know, uh, marijuana gets legalized, are you going to be selling it? And they're just like, they all say what, exactly what you say. And it's just like, it, it's a completely yeah. different animal. And it's like, it's like a brewery in a winery. That was a great analogy that you used. Yeah, it is. And they're regulated different too. They have some of the same regulations and some that are different. So Ooh, we are living in, we are making history as we talk and as we live and breathe and exist every day in cannabis and everything is going to change because of this. And I said it in that Ted talk like four years ago now or something, people respond on it. Now they're like, this seems kind of uh, old school. And I'm like, well, it was, it was federally illegal at the time. Um, It is going to, we're making history. We are doing amazing things and we're looking at the revitalization. And that's why I always say revival and the revival of retail. People are like, this is revolutionary. No, revolutionary is like fighting in battles. We're over the battle. We're re- a revival is bringing back the old. You know, we're bringing back what was always been part of our history before we even knew what history was, before we even spoke. We were cavemen in caves consuming cannabis and here we are again like oh just return is just a revival i love that yeah. so as part of the revival um we were talking about the dispensaries before can you tell us a little bit about the strain of the month program that you have because i love that anytime there's a franny's email that gets sent out and i see the strain of the month i'm like man i wish i was local to you guys Yeah. So we have all these great programs that are part of our dispensary loyalty programs, customer loyalty. So our strain of the month, there's a lot of people, we have bud bars in all of our dispensaries. So you go in and as you would see in a traditional marijuana dispensary, there's lots of different flowers that you can get in different varieties, different sizes and quantities. They have different profiles, sativa dominant, indica dominant, hybrids. So especially when Delta 8 has hit everything, we're like, this was just part of how do we keep our customers engaged and show them our loyalty and get that back. So we feature a strain of the month each month. And it's only one email a month to the people that sign up that focus on one of the strains, gives you the complete certificate of analysis where you get the cannabinoid profile, terpene profile, and then all the, you know, aromas and taste and what you might expect from it and where it was grown. And if the growers have a story that we had sourced it from, because a lot of the growers are people in our network that I've set up through the different research NC State research, we have different genetic trials going on. If you see, like, it's always, it's always something with me. I'm like, because there, people are flower connoisseurs, They're just like tobacco and cigars and wine. There are people that love cannabis and really knowing the intricacies of it. And then there's people that are just interested. So it really appeals to everybody. It's just like once a month. So 
I love it too. I'm so glad to hear that you do. It is fun. This month, it happens to be Sour Space Candy. We've had Delta 8. We had Bayox, which was, um, which is part of our NC State research trial. And I, I think next month we're going to, or soon enough, we'll have one that was named after donkeys that I had in three years worth of research. It came from a number to a name. So we named it after a donkey on our farm, Abigail. Because as you bring things out of a three-year trial into production, you usually start with the first letter of the alphabet, A. And Abigail was a rescue donkey. So we named this crazy variety after her because we planted it late and came to harvest and was productive. I love that story. I, I got a story for everything. If it doesn't mean something, then it doesn't mean anything. I love that. So Franny, thank you so much for, for your time. You obviously have your hands involved in so many different things. So thank you again for taking the time to, to jump on the show and, and talk with us again. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or reach out to the team at Franny's Pharmacy, what's the best way for them to connect with the, with the entire family? Well, go into our website at frannyspharmacy.com is always the best way. On there, there are links to everything. You can sign up for strain of the month. You can inquire about wholesale. You can inquire about being a franchise owner. You can shop online. And if you take our little Franny quiz, you get a 20% off coupon with your first order. And you see how everything arrives. And you know the story, Seed to Shelf, Hemp and Health. It all starts right there with the website. And of course, we are on social media everywhere. I love personal fans. There's the Franny Tacy. Um, I profile a lot about being a woman in a leadership role and where my heart is and what the motion behind the mission is. Uh, we have our farm. It's open to the public. People can go to Franny's farm and come visit us. We have people all the time. And then always Franny's Pharmacy. So we're everywhere. Our YouTube station is a ton of fun, too. There's some good videos on YouTube, too. So I encourage people to head over and check it out. They'll, yeah. they'll get to know and we'll get to know and have a good feel for, for what the whole brand is about and what the whole team is really embracing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're everywhere. Just we want to see you. That's awesome. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.